0: Uh Listening to the gender rebels
1: i'm kathleen a cis woman and ally and i'm faith a trans woman gender rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary a big thanks to our patreon supporters if you'd like to support the show go to patreon.com gender rebels hey faith i got a question yeah do we have any
0: good questions from our listeners oh my gosh we have so many listener questions hit you- me with one I'm gonna hit you with one, because we we can only do really one per episode. That's how we go. Tonight's question, if you're listening to this at night, I recommend recording at night. I recommend listening by candlelight. Mm. Preferably you should be in the nude. Oh (laughs) (laughs) to really get the full like feel of what
1: we're doing. So if you want, you can pause the episode right now to get that all set up. Yeah. Candle matches drop trowel. Exactly.
0: Let's hear it. Okay, so this listener question comes from Sasha. Sasha, thank (laughs) you so much for sending us a question. Thanks, Sasha. She says, Faith, you've mentioned several times that you spent many years identifying as a cross dresser and sometime identifying dual gender. I'm wondering if you could share more about that time of your life and what that experience was like for you.
1: That's a really good question. Thank you. Because that's, yeah, I mean, it sounds like a A hard time, but also a fun time.
0: My own journey has been roundabout winding and quite confusing at times. Why
1: don't you tell us about it? So
0: one of my earliest memories, we're going to get that deep. One of my earliest memories is being like three years old, standing on the bathroom counter, because that's what you do when you're like three.
1: Sounds dangerous.
0: And I remember trying to brush my hair out Mm -hmm. to make it long because I thought, You could just brush it and make it long. Mm -hmm. Because when I had asked my mom the difference between boys and girls, she said girls wore dresses and had long hair. Mm -hmm. She didn't feel like getting into, like, junk and stuff. You're three, I understand. Yeah, so I thought all you needed was a dress and long hair and you could be a girl. So I was trying to, like, make my hair and grow long. Because you gotta have the hair. Yeah. Dresses happen or don't, but... Yeah, dresses I could just get from my sister, but, like... you just brushed and brushed. brushed Brushed and brushed and brushed, and do you know what? I did not turn into a girl. Yeah. Magic has failed me so many times in my life. Magic, prayer, all these things.
1: Uh in your mom's defense,
0: what are you right now?
1: Oh no, 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 I know. yeah but... So she didn't say long hair instantly, made she, you a you're girl. Right. She said long hair
0: after 35 years.
1: Yes. Made you a girl. It took
0: a while, but and she left so the, the detail point is out. that I've dealt with gender dysphoria. For my whole life,
1: three years old three
0: years old, from one of my earliest memories was dealing with this, and gender dysphoria, for those of you who don't know it's basically like this itch you can't scratch that never goes away that's the worst that makes it sound even worse it is it's like an it's like an it's like a thought that you just always sort of have a sort of constant thing that that's always there in your mind that you're like there's something that I want that doesn't seem right. And it's, it's like so hard to explain it to someone who hasn't experienced it, but it's just Mm -hmm. like, it's, it just, it doesn't feel right. And you know that this is like what you want. And this is what you should have been. And if only magic and prayer and all these things could work. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Magic prayer wishes. They don't get you too far. So anyway, I dealt with dysphoria my whole life as part of that dysphoria. I was constantly, like, engaging in, like, feminine things. I was forced to, like, play sports and and all this other crap that I hated growing up. Um, I remember, like, watching girly movies, feminine things, or Mm -hmm. getting to play with my sister's toys was kind of cool, and the times that, like, my sister would dress me up as a girl were super... I wish there were pictures. Those you must have been so adorable. I probably was so adorable. And my parents my my dad is a hoarder. Mm. And so we had this thing called the yard sale pile, Mm. which was actually like thirty boxes. And we never had a yard sale, but we just kept pile, kept adding on to because you can never throw anything away. Sure. I would like sneak my sister's like clothes and stuff that were in the the, out of the yard sale sale pile and would like hide them and keep them in my own little cache. That was really smart,
1: because if, like you're saying, you never had a yard sale, hello,
0: no one will know.
1: Exactly. That's, like, the safest source yeah. of clothes And ever. I kept them
0: in a, I kept him in a fishing tackle box, you know, for, for fishing tackle, because yes. it's a southern boy you're supposed to be fishing, right? You're
1: so cute. Yeah, mama's full of girl stuff.
0: Dysphoria was there, and then it sort of became, I wanted to present female. Mm-hmm. I wanted anything feminine. I longed to be able to partake in anything feminine Mm -hmm. and that for me and for a lot of other people i think who've been in this situation becomes cross-dressing cross-dressing is a way to like explore that femininity that you know you feel
1: Mm -hmm. i mean it's relatively safe right as long as you have privacy you can put this on get that look take pictures or not do whatever you feel like but then change it back so it's not a haircut it's not even makeup it's just the perfect temporary living
0: that way exactly and so i spent much of my formative years sneaking cross-dressing i guess there's no better word for it Mm -hmm. anytime i could you know they'd leave me alone in the house you know boom time to go Mm -hmm. would you say you cross-dressed
1: every single time you were left alone in
0: the house not every single time
1: but maybe
0: half i don't know it's tough it was especially tough for me growing up i grew up as i've mentioned before super conservative religious household Mm -hmm. Southern Republican religion, military household, (laughs) like the, the quadfecta of feminine gender presentation, you know, is not okay kind Mm -hmm. of thing. And I didn't understand what this was. I didn't quite know, you know, in junior high, I got made fun of called faggot, etc. I didn't really know. I was like, was I gay? Am I gay? Well, I'm, I mean, liking to dress up as a girl seems pretty darn gay, seems but I still, still like, like girls, thing. so I don't know and if... I'm a boy, obviously, who yeah. likes girls, obviously. So I'm not gay, but I'm kind of gay, and like, so I didn't really know.
1: That's trans... ca- that must have been so confusing, because people are calling you gay, and you're like, well, I I know what gay is, I think, and I'm definitely not that but I'm definitely something. Yeah, like and that. that weird. But the
0: something there was no there was gay, but there was no LGBT back then. Right. So there was no way to be like, ah, t that explains <laughs> it. So like, straight crossdresser is a common thing. There's a lot of guys out there who enjoy cross dressing. Mm-hmm. There's like straight a st- guys who straight guys love women and just do mm-hmm. cross
1: dressing and look great, and then they're. They go back to yeah. guy
0: presentations. And yeah. there's a there's a common stereotype that it's a sexual fetish. Mm-hmm. I have talked to many people in the cross dressing community in my various years of being on the internet. Mm-hmm. And I think the fetish thing is sometimes but I I yeah, think in the majority the of guys. It's, of I people. think in the majority of male heterosexual male cross dressers, mm-hmm. I would say it seems to me like a majority, and it may be a slim majority are not doing it for a sexual Mm -hmm, fetish. mm -hmm. I think they just enjoy it. And you can get into whole, you know, questions of, like, does society give men a chance to, like, be pretty? Mm -hmm, Um, mm -hmm. Society gives men a lot, but that's one of the few things. Almost everything. Almost everything. But not that. So, when it came to me, I... Didn't really know transgender was a thing. I didn't know or transsexual, as they might have called it back then. I didn't really know that was a thing Mm -hmm. until it was like late in high school.
1: (laughs) No, that makes sense. It was the
0: nineties, yeah.
1: It was the nineties, but also it was the culture you grew up Mm in, where you know it was a very bad thing to be gay, and it was so bad that they made sure that you didn't know about yeah. And any of the
0: other stuff. Yeah. And, and it was also new and people really weren't talking about it that much That's in true. society. And so when I discovered the internet, my natural – and the world discovered the internet at the same time. We're talking late 90s, mm-hmm. early 2000s. My natural inclination was to seek out what I identified as because it's what I knew, which was cross-dressing. Do you think that was the first thing you – Googled or I no, don't know, I, well, the first thing I, like, Jeeves no, or AltaVista The or first whatever. thing I looked up on uh, Prodigy. 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 Back in the day was uh, song lyrics. Okay, cool. And Mortal Kombat cheat codes. All right, fine. And then cross because I had to that wait until I had some thing. sort of. I had to wait until I had some sort of privacy on the internet. And back then, I didn't really know. It was like, does, does my parents get a letter at the end of the <laughs> at the end of the month with everything I search? I don't know. <laughs> the internet was new then so uh, when i when i had the ability i remember Mm -hmm. in high school doing this of like looking up cross dressing stuff Mm -hmm. and that was kind of how i identified because it's kind of how i knew to identify and i always kind of in my online chats and and things like that i had an early website back in the day it was on geo cities it was awesome i actually still have the html code for that maybe like our patreon subscribers (laughs) will like get like a fake version of that oh my lord um or you can go on, like, Wayback Machine. Oh, and the and Wayback look for faith It's still my same URL. And, like, I think really? you can actually, like, go back and look the old versions of that. Wow. I started all that. And I kind of – that's who I knew I – am that's how I identified. just is how I knew to identify. But I, I knew it. I, so I what kind of – So the search term was? Cross-dressing? I would look up, was, like, cross-dressing. Well, usually. literally,
1: like, before you – so you knew cross dressing was a thing. You didn't know transgender was a thing. Yeah, so that you started by looking at the cross dressing stuff. Exactly. Okay. And
0: I came a- and I came across a lot of stuff that was like transsexual stuff, mm-hmm. which was what the term generally was more common back then. Mm-hmm. So there were websites. I think I've talked about them, like "You Are Not Alone," mm-hmm. which I'll link to. Mm-hmm. T S Roadmap was another earlier one, and I also came across a lot of like really interesting blogs that people had back in the day. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, they weren't really blogs. They were more, like, home pages. So that, and I imagine,
1: was a huge relief to find this whole community online. Like, oh, my God, thank God. There's hundreds of us, or however many it looked like, online. But then it was also, there's a very big difference between being a cross-dresser and a transgender, or transsexual was the term they were using yeah. back then. And so was that, like, even more confusing
0: or scary or weird? Or were was, you just like, okay, there's a bunch of things that i might there was a bunch of things i might be but i I, and but it was also just the idea of like transition was such a huge concept Mm -hmm. i I just remember like i'd sit on the train when i first moved to new york i'd sit on the train and like the w train back when it first ran in astoria Mm -hmm. like 2002 or so and i would like have my little marble composition pad and Mm -hmm. be like writing pros and cons of of transition i'm like well transition is gonna destroy my relationship with my family it's gonna cost a bunch of money i don't have it's Mm -hmm. gonna you know and i might get fired i might get fired and at the time i was like i yeah i'm a crossdresser but i was like i don't know if i'm i don't know if i want to transition i don't know if transition's right for me i don't know if transition's possible in my Mm -hmm. life Mm -hmm. do you still have that notebook because i would love to see that it's none of my business. I think so. Forget I, I usually, things. I usually, like, I I usually would, like, rip those out and Aww. throw those away. I didn't keep, I kept a lot of weird random stuff, but okay. I did not keep those out. I might have one. I'll look through. It's in that trunk over there full of papers. Mm-hmm. So I sort of, I realized I kind of went deeper than cross-dressing, especially since so many of these, like, cross-dressing websites in the early days of the internet, and probably still to this day, mm-hmm. were very much sexualized. I see. So there was a lot of dicks and panties shots and... Mm. And things like that. A lot of pantyhose fetish stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that that side, I was like, no, I'm not really. So that didn't really resonate with that you. That did not resonate with me at all. It was more just about the outfits and. It was, it was more about the female presentation. Okay. And exploring that that role. Mm-hmm. So eventually I was like, okay, well, I don't think transition is right for me. And I still wanted to be a girl, but I was like, I just don't think it's possible. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And all right, you know whatever. But I've got this deeper thing. And when I first got my my own apartment in Queens, oh. I was like kind of like doing a female presentation anytime I could.
1: Yeah,
0: and I mean it's your
1: apartment; you can do that anytime. Yeah, every and time, so I all kind the of time.
0: I kind of went to like all right, I guess I'm dual gender. Okay. Like, I'm happy living as a guy sometimes, and I'm happy living as a girl sometimes. Okay. I, I also use the term gender flux, my mm-hmm. old YouTube channel, Gender Flux Revolutionary. Mm-hmm. And so what that worked out to
1: was a guy in public, a guy at work, a girl at home, a girl with a
0: certain group of friends. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And Did so you go out as a girl ever? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, all the time. Okay. And it was like, gender flux was this idea that I could switch back and forth whenever I wanted to. hmm which is different a little bit than dual gender because some dual gender people do want to switch back and forth mm-hmm. some dual gender people are like I'm both or i'm
1: neither I, I mean it's like i'm both all the time yeah like sometimes i might feel more female or feel more male
0: but i'm both and that's yeah. how i am so i so. i liked gender flux because it was like i can switch back and you forth my presentation so it's
1: never you were never really going for uh a gender or gender free or like precisely between the two you were always either a guy or a girl yeah okay.
0: i've actually i've always been like you've never been neither i've never been neither and, and i've never been both simultaneously okay. i've done gender fuck uh which was a thing back in the time you made that up no i did not make up gender fuck gender fuck was a real thing and gender fuck was kind of like fucking with your gender presentation well, when i say made that up i mean you invented that i did not invent gender okay. fuck. other people did mm. other people came to the gender flux like independently i didn't i maintain i coined it. other people coined it like near simultaneously sure. so i mean sure. it's an obvious portmanteau or sure. whatever um, but gender
1: fuck is like i'm i'm a, a masculine presenting person who's got feminine features that'll blow your mind
0: yeah or it's like i'm gonna wear a beard and a dress okay or uh, you know i'm gonna just like mix and match however i feel like and it's Mm -hmm. kind of like a punk kind of i mean whether or not it's punk it's kind of very um
1: but it's similar to the whole punk it's very like a
0: fuck you like i will do whatever i want yes and then i was also I
1: i will look exactly how i like and part of this is to weed out the people who have a problem with that exactly they're not gonna come and talk to me
0: yeah and I was also very big into um the goth subculture back then. Yes. I still love I still love goth you shit. You still are a goth girl. Yeah. I am. I still am a goth girl in my soul. Mm-hmm. Like I would love What's to What's that do... on your fingers? Is that black or purple? It is purple nail polish, but it's very, very dark. It's purple? The
1: darkest purple got. so
0: that it looks like black, but you can like not really tell. Yeah. And um I I miss the makeup, I miss the clothes, I miss the boots, all those buckles and shit. You're so cute. And bring it back. but do it But again. here's the thing in the goth subculture, at least the goth subculture of 2006, 7, mm-hmm. 8, 9, whatever that was, mm-hmm. gender flux kind of was, like, okay. Because yes. you had guys wearing makeup, guys wearing skirts, mm-hmm. like, it was very- I remember that, the guys with eyeliner and nail polish, yeah. Yeah. And so it was very, like, there was a lot of, like, blurring of gender lines mm-hmm. within that. And so many other trans girls I met- Online, we're also goth. Get there was a, goth a whole, face. all my old MySpace friends. Uh-huh. Hello to you if you're still out there. Hi, guys. We're like, um, you know, goth with the dreadfalls and the corsets and mm-hmm. the fishnets and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was, it was very fun. And so it was a lot of room for exploration. But underlying is like the dysphoria doesn't really ever go away. So there are some people where gender flux or gender
1: fuck is the thing. is what makes the dysphoria yes, go. Yes, absolutely. That's it. Oh, this is what I... Okay, I get it now. Yeah. And they figured it out and they figured out their presentation and that timing changes around and they just roll with it and they find their community and that's it.
0: You were not that. I too. was not that. Okay. And ultimately, it took me a long time to kind of come to terms with deciding to transition. <laughs> that was a decision long coming. So anyone who ever says it's a phase... <laughs> bullshit. It's not a phase. <laughs> um, at least in, you know... For me, it took me a very long time to decide. So when someone
1: says it's a phase, your response is, it's not a
0: phase because... Transition is not a step anyone takes lately. There you go. And I certainly didn't take it lately And it took me a long time to go, you know what? I'm always going to be kind of... I'm always going to be feeling this dysphoria. And you know the weird thing since transition? I really don't... Feel it as much, like I don't feel this like constant twinge of like I hope one day I I can transition because otherwise you know I'll always be missing out and other people transition and why haven't I have an eye and you know so I haven't that's gone so I feel like a lot of a burden has kind of as just dissipated. a hypothetical yeah just
1: just a hypothetical I know what the answer will be I think but just hypothetical part of what you said just now was I hope I get to someday transition other people get to do this i hope i get to do this if you lived in a world where no one ever transitioned or you had no idea that that was ever really a thing would that minimize that
0: dysphoria at all i want to say no because i that's did in a way grow up thinking. that way yeah i did yeah. in a way grow up that way i mean the, the first time i ever learned about someone like seriously presenting female when they're biologically male mm-hmm was RuPaul and Parade Magazine. Thank you, RuPaul. In like 1992 or something like that. Thank you, Parade Magazine. So
1: (laughs) if anyone can find this issue of Parade that has RuPaul in it, she's not on the cover. I already looked for this. It's not, it's not. She was in like 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 an
0: article. It was like, no, no. It was when you opened up Parade and it was like, here's the questions Mm -hmm. and like celebrity questions Mm -hmm. and someone wrote it and there was a picture of RuPaul. And I was like, that cannot be... If you can find a that, a biological male. I am dying to get a copy
1: of this ancient issue. I want to say it was like ninety two, ninety three,
0: maybe ninety four. For, for Faith's
1: Christmas presents. sometime maybe
0: spring. Seriously, or summer. we
1: would have that in an acid free envelope with a with a cardboard backing, maybe framed. There was also that
0: forever, as I mentioned. There was also that Katie Lang cover, the of, Katie Lang of cover, which magazine Vanity was that Fair, Vanity Fair,
1: where she is being shaved. Face shaved by Cindy Crawford.
0: Yeah. And and Katie Lang's very, like, male presenting and Cindy Crawford's very, very, oh, very feminine. Red bathing suit. Yeah. He, oh, that. And that one I remember. Like, See, I can that's... get
1: that for you easy. I want that parade Well, yeah, but that, that Katie
0: Lang one was, like there's something in gender and sexuality that the Baptist preachers are not telling me. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it was kind of, Ooh, I was going to, it was the same everything. thing with like science instead of creationism. I was going to like find my way through that. They just um, slowed you down. They just slowed years. me down for so, a few okay. years. So it wasn't even, it was only partially
1: knowing and seeing that other people were transitioning yes. and living their I life. mean, but that's the, the thing. That every trans,
0: Every trans person out there I I read this once that you remember back to that person that you saw living their life and they inspired you. You're that person for someone else. And I know you're not into Broadway musicals,
1: yes. but some of our listeners might be. So I'm just talking to you guys, our listeners. Hi, guys. It's me, Kath, in the Broadway musical corner. You know that song Ring of Keys from Fun Home? That's what Faith is talking about right now. Okay. I'll play it for you sometime if you really want to know. Okay, continue. Go check
0: it out on YouTube. (laughs) Link down below. Link down below. So ultimately, I think whether I identified as crossdresser, dual gender, gender flux, gender, you know, bi gender, whatever, Mm. a trans woman, Mm -hmm. and like ultimately, my underlying feelings never changed. And I think that's that's one of those truths about the LGBT world is that the labels exist for your convenience yes they do not exist to box you in or to like force you into any presentation or to force you into anything those labels exist for when you choose to pick a label that you feel describes you at this moment in your life if
1: you have gotten to a point where you're at a label that feels pretty good but not quite there cool exist in that moment but keep looking around keep exploring maybe you're not quite there yet make up your own labels seriously mm-hmm. it's, That's tricky though cuz like labels are intended for communication in general right make, make up your what... own label
0: but don't be like i'm a blind flip make up your own label that is descriptive <laughs> So that people can instantly understand it, okay? Like
1: gender fluid, but probably mostly female,
0: maybe all the time. Like okay, I'm fem- Feminine gender fluid. What well, you know? People people already do this, but yeah. I'm saying, like, I've seen so many people on like Ask Reddit or mm-hmm. Ask Transgender or whatever mm-hmm. who were like. I don't know what I am. I feel this 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 and this, but I don't know what I am. And you you're you. You're mm-hmm. you've got your feelings and and people come at them with a bunch
1: of suggestions and maybe something feels right, and maybe it doesn't, but at the very least it gives you a couple
0: things to google. Yeah, and ultimately it's about you and, you know, labels another thing about labels though. Labels do exist for your convenience, but mm-hmm. sometimes labels do exist to help you find a community. That's what I like about labels. Is yeah. oh, that's what I am, hey,
1: there's a meetup next month. Cool, I'll talk to those people and see how this feels yeah. um and and if it turns out to be something that's like you need hormones or you need to get your chromosomes checked or something like that, yeah, it helps to go in using the language of the of the medical people yeah so. You know, Look into it. Find a label that fits. Find whatever feels most comfortable to you and bear in mind that in a couple of years you might have evolved past that. You yeah. might have simplified.
0: You might have matured. You might have changed your mind. And be happy we have the internet now so you don't have to get oh all your LGBT god. news from Parade Magazine. What
1: did people do before the internet? We
0: know. Parade Magazine.
1: They read Parade Magazine.
0: <laughs> That's how we figured it out. Oh my god.
1: Or, or not only just find the magazine. We could find the editor who's like, you know what? Let's throw a RuPaul. Into this Parade Magazine in the 80s. And I know it was the 90s, 90s but yeah. it was the early 90s, which is basically the 80s. There was still a lot of neon colors and stuff like that. Rock Isn't on, that? random editor yeah. at Parade Magazine. Thank you for opening the window to bringing faith into my life. Yes. And
0: to our lives, all of us, all, mm-hmm. all you people listening. And so, Sasha, I would say I picked the labels that at the time I thought best described me. And ultimately... My journey through the labels was my own journey through my transition. So how was your
1: mood? Were you just sort of sad and confused the whole time? Or were you a pretty happy kid and you are just figuring stuff out? Like, how did that affect your, your
0: day-to-day mood? Well, it's like sometimes... it's hard to say. It's mm-hmm. like it's like when I was an army brat and we moved around all the time. Mm-hmm. And I used to always wonder, what, what, what was it like to always have one place and mm. then people live in one place are like what's it like to always move around mm-hmm. to a point you can't really it's the baseline that's true that's your baseline experience it's so true. yeah sometimes I stressed out over it. I stressed out about getting caught I stressed out about getting my ass kicked mm. you know things like that but it's it's baseline yeah it's always there but what's normal to you is
1: not normal to another person mm-hmm. but that's just you're normal and then yeah. everything else goes
0: from there so don't be afraid of your baseline. Don't be ashamed of your baseline and Mm -mm. pick a label that you think works best for you Mm -hmm. and then rock the fuck out of your life.
1: Use the internet. What a great resource. And also use us. Oh my God. Send us questions. Send us even like a vague collection of your thoughts. Just send it. We know people. We know where to look. We know where to find information and we can discuss it on the show and, and get sort of a hive mind going. If we are, if we can be a resource to you, please use us use this yeah
0: we're a tool absolutely you're a real tool i'm a real tool so are you can you you stop being a tool for one goddamn minute i refuse
1: thanks for listening everybody thank you guys
0: so much we love you love you Bye. bye If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content go to patreon.com forward slash gender we have
1: many different levels of support and lots of great rewards including drinks with the gender rebels at stonewall please leave a five-star review on
0: itunes that makes it easier for other people to find us and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on twitter at the gender rebels
1: music for the gender rebels is by jasper the colossal Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit GenderRebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a
0: comeback back sync.
1: Production, copyright 2017, all rights reserved.
0: And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye.
1: a little long. It is. Maybe I'll cut out some stuff.